podcast. It's all three of us. Um, I had a pretty shit, shitty day at work, so Sigvidir is going to tell you guys what uh, we're talking about today. Hey! I feel like this is always my job, but all right, cool. Um, that's how this is going to go. We are going to talk about Freyfaxi, or the Harvest Bloat, which is upcoming here either right now, a week, right around this time frame, or based on geological location, anytime in the next couple of months for the Northern Hemisphere. Um, just like how we talked about, I think we talked about the hallowing and stuff a while back, where based on your geographical location, things can change. So the people in the Southern Hemisphere will start at the South when casting a circle. We start at the North normally. Sometimes it's changes by person, stuff like that. But up here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's harvest time. Um, some farms, ranches, and places like that have already begun their harvest and will finish by the end of this month-ish, between September, end of August to end of October is really when it kicks off, normally within the month of August or through October. But yeah, the harvest book and Freyfaxi. So, that's what we're going to talk about. I like this. It's fun. This is another one where we get a ramble for 20, 30 minutes a piece. And yeah. <laughs> so no. I didn't do anything yet. Okay. Like in life or like what are you talking about? I haven't done free faxy yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes way more sense. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, Seems a little late to start, but never really is, I guess. Like, I plan on. Uh, planned on doing it like next month. And. But, yeah. I haven't started one. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. It might be, just be a small little thing. Because I'm not a big farmer. Care. Just take a scroll to Stonehenge and see what goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Super probably brought it up a little bit earlier. Um, a lot of times harvests do take place in September, October-ish kind of thing, but it depends on what you're harvesting. Um, my family harvests lots of different crops, and they actually are paced out throughout the year instead of, like, one giant harvest. Um, we have some crops, um, uh, like mint, um, they go pretty early and throughout the year because mint grows under the snow. So uh, when you're done with one crop and you replant it, it grows year-round. Um, so it can kind of be harvested in segments. Um, and then our onion one is a little bit set lighter in the year, um, right before it freezes over, not when it freezes over. Of course, we can't always control that. We've lost a lot of crops to a lot of freezing temperatures. Um, this year was rough for the root, for the every farm in our community back home um, for planting. Everyone was late planting, like by over a month. It's been bad uh, because of the extreme temperatures in that climate. Um, so ground's frozen, soil's frozen, snow keeps packing with pork even par- or, uh, plant. But for now, we are harvesting some things. Uh, we're harvesting uh, some mint right now and getting it all ready. So we're taking the mint from the leaf 
um, on our farm. It's completely self-ran or self-sustaining. Um, so we can take it from there, mint, take it to our own mint still that we built, and take it from the mint leaf down to the oil, down with it, which is used for like Colgate, doTERRA, things like that. But right now it is that. Um, and traditionally, uh, I'm in, you know, where my farm is uh, for, this, for this time, which I might be next month to help the larger harvest. Our larger harvest by far is onions, all hands on deck for that thing. It's crazy. We have like eight or nine harvesters that go in nonstop. It's nuts. Um, but uh, traditionally, when I'm doing these things, preparing this one at least, I use the rougier. Um, some people would use algae's depending on what you're using or what you're doing. I've always known Yeta. The, the, if anybody doesn't know, it's like, it's like the less than sign and greater than sign, like trying to have sex. Um, and so it looks like that. It's like the 69 less than or equal to or greater than than equal to in math. There's so um, so, yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just fun math. Um, so from there, from there, math with white wolf. Well, they look like they're trying to fuck. Um, so <laughs> I failed that class. Um, but uh, that's what I use outside of my, my harvester, my tractors, things like that. Um, for me, it's a representation of things to come or a collection of your artwork, things like that. So um, some people use Freya or uh, Feu, some use um, algae. It kind of depends what you're doing. I'm always just being, yeah, but kind of getting off topic. Yeah, that's a good one for me. I love it. It's super fun. So I like the way that you brought up the runes in this one because I personally use Fehu and what's the other one? Um, Isa. Surprisingly, it's Isa. Now, I know, see, those of you that are just listening, you didn't see the side eye fucking glances I got from both of them. <laughs> but at no. the beginning. At the beginning of the ritual and stuff like that, the focus is on Fehu, the gathering of wealth. Because in those kind of aspects, with the harvest and being what it is, you're taking in all the goals you set for the year. You're taking in those things. You're making accountability of what you've done, what you've accomplished, what you've gathered, what you've planted, and you're harvesting it. At the end of the ritual, though, because Freyfaxi is one of the bigger ones of the year, with the harvest bloat and being the fall equinox, or the autumn equinox, sorry, Britain, <laughs> autumn equinox, they get nitpicky, dude. Don't look at me like that. You know I'm right. They're like, what's fall? And you're like, shut the pumpkin spice, assholes. Pumpkin spice is fall. Um, but at the end of the ritual, when everything is closed out, I use Isa as a reminder that it's time to slow down. Stop making rash decisions. Not so much stop pushing your goals, but start preparing for the next year closer to the chest. Start bringing things closer in and slowing down your life. Because with the winter time coming, you'll hear me and Y Wolf here shortly. I'm sure we're going to start talking about the wild hunt at some point. I guarantee it. Because it's damn near around the corner. Um, so during that time, we always say, don't make rash decisions. Don't jump the gun on things. Prepare yourself internally, prepare your home, prepare your lifestyle, get everything in order, but don't make crazy decisions. Don't make giant leaps. So that's kind of why I use ESA at the end of this as a reminder to slow down a little bit and take stock of what you've gained and what you have 
don't stop by any means, just how we've explained ESA before to our students is it's a frozen over river. But underneath, there's still water moving. Things are still moving. Ice eventually melts. It's not an end-all, be-all. It's not the dam that stops everything. No, it's just a gradual slowing down. So yeah, I use Fehu and then Isa. Make more sense now, you fucking side-eyeing bastards? I guess. <laughs> I suppose it could be used that way. You got big. Um, but see, now that I explained it, it makes sense, and you're like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. See, and I don't, to your point, you kind of said it too, like, I don't tell people not home when I'm like a... What? Uh, I try to tell people not to slow it, oh my god, there's a squeaky toy behind me every time I talk. <laughs> but like during the harvest is not like when we stop. For me, it's uh, winter's finding is when we really like kind of call it quits with our goals. But you kind of made it or, or clear later to not stop really going at that point. I'm um, doing winter findings when I tell people to uh, to stop working on their goals and save it for the next year. <laughs> okay, he's being harassed by a squeaky toy and the dog. But anyways, serenaded by a psycho. Um, yeah, so that's what I usually like. Winter's fine is when I usually say, hey, call it quits. We'll wait until the next year or the next season to replant, regrow, redevelop. Um, but Fairfax is kind of my first like warning of like, we're harvesting. We're coming to the end. Like, we got to get it done. Uh, if you miss the harvest, if your kind of say crops freeze over by the time winter findings happens, you're SOL. Uh, so this is definitely a, like the last Hail Mary to accomplish the tasks you set, generally at Ostara's bloat, um, the seasons before now. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of want to explain why I got side-eyed. Um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's mostly because Issa is normally considered a detriment. In a lot of ways, people look at Isa and say, it's just ice. It's unmovable. It's done. It's stopped. I disagree on that one. But yeah, that, that's why they gave me the damn side eye when I was talking about a harvest blow. So I was like, time to slow down, boys. It's okay. And they're like, asshole, no. For me, Isa is more of a self-reflection. It's you realizing that you're frozen. It's time to see why you're frozen and then either enjoy the frozen lake, go fucking ice skating, or figure out how to thaw yourself. Yeah. See, and I don't disagree because you use the word self reflection. Yeah. And that's essentially what I'm telling people to do to begin with. What goals did you accomplish? What did you do? What stopped you? What got in the way? It's a it's a time of self-reflection that starts around the harvest blow because every farmer, White Wolf, you can correct me if I'm wrong, every farmer, as soon as the harvest is done, they take accountability of everything that has happened that year, and they write that shit down and they catalog everything from how many bushels of apples they collected or whatever it is. It's a time of, okay, how productive were we this year? Where did we go wrong? What could we do better? What do we need? What do we not need? What was stupid? 
those kind of things happen at the end of the harvest. And that's kind of what I'm looking at as more of a, I personally set all my goals around Ostara time, frame, but I'm thinking about them throughout the entire winter going, all right, what can I change this time? And to me, this is where that starts. Yes, that makes sense. And yeah, I mean, like, it depends. You keep ledgers throughout the year, things like that. Obviously, you take stock kind of to your point and recalibrate. Um, ours is extensive because a lot of people, we, uh, vendors we go through for our mint, they have to know what kind of pesticide you're using, like, all that stuff. So you have to have, like, cataloged by field, by day, by hour, by rotation, whatever. Um, but, yeah. And, and to your point, you know, it's a, it's a good analogy with it. Because um, I was going to say, once we're done with harvest, we fuck off for a few months, and usually it's Europe or something. Um, so we don't have to realize that we're fucking farmers. And uh, it's great. But uh, to your point, that happens half the fact of the, the recap. The recap, yeah. So you're, you're right with all that. I was saying, what didn't work? What fat can we trim? Or where do we need to put more muscle or whatever else? So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm super big, and I like your use of Yara because it is the cycle. To me, this is just, I, I suppose, I agree with it because it's not the end of the cycle, but it's the finality of the productive season, in my opinion. So I can see the use of Yara there and the harvest aspect to it, but yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I do that on, and, and on... I've had a lot of conversation with some people that make good points about algae being a harvest, actual root of like reaping what you sow type of thing. Um, I've always done Jenna for like the sides of our tractors, things like that. And maybe it is just the the rotation of the crop type thing because it's not like uh it's not the final, it's the rotation of the year, of the fields, of the crops. So making sure that when we pull we can replant, I mean, deeper down maybe, but um Jerry just always was the thing that heralded harvesting a crop speed, and though algas is like literally the harvest room. Hey, I mean, maybe that's something that you do. Maybe there's a way to change that and use both, and not so much as a bind room, but during that final harvest, instead of yara should be carved throughout the year with the cycle of things the way that they work, and then algas could be that final day of the combines or whatever they are start up those harvesters start up for that last time that year or whatever it may be. And that's algae's taking yeah, that. And it could make sense to do it through, obviously in that analogy, like or whatever else, Jerry would be a good planting room, but there's like a thousand of those too. So it's kind of splitting hairs on what you want to have the accomplishment to your point, maybe like from harvest to plant, yeah, and then algae is for the tail end or whatever else. But huh. Yeah. Interesting though. Well, they use a lot, a lot of times used because it, you know, has to do with wealth and using cattle and yielding your own riches or whatever the hell. But it's mostly made around profit. And just because we harvest doesn't mean we make a fucking profit. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. So I personally, like, I have a little one gallon glass jug that I have that I drew. Um, Take a sharpie and put Feihu on that that I put all my change, like pocket change and stuff into. And it's just like my little reminder that savings is going into a jar, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. It's a little symbol to remind me of the wealth that I'm gaining, stuff like that. But there's other things. I've known people that used it. I know somebody that named their bank account. You know, you can like put a name to your bank account. 
I know somebody that named their bank account Fehu. So every time they open it and look at it, they're having to say it subconsciously or consciously. Now, keep in mind, this dude makes like $350,000 a year or some shit like that. So it's working, I guess. It's not not working. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, a, there's so many uses, especially around this time of year, for different runes and different practices. Like, there's so much you can do with these. Especially around right now, with we're not so much focused on the protection aspect as we are harvesting and gathering what we've attained this cycle. So interesting, though. It's like uh, it's no longer about protecting the crops. It's more about reaping in the rewards of your hard labor or the lack thereof. Yeah, that's true. So that's. I agree with you, though. It It is that, but there's another side of it. So for the last, like, three, four years, the plan that I'm closely associated to, um, that I work with all the time, just because they're super local and they're always around, and, yeah, they're at my house all the time. I was going to um, say, that's an understatement. Yeah, they're at my house fucking constantly. Like, they will be tomorrow. Um, but. Every Ostara, the spring equinox, I have them write down their goals. And I have this little box, and I can actually show you the box. Here, hold on. Show and tail. Aw, we turned to that kind of website when Secret Upar started showing his box off on the internet. Oh my god. $5, so and you get box. to see more. And every harvest bloat, or every Ostara, they put their goals on a little piece of paper, and I put it in this box. I close this box up and it goes and sits on my bookshelf. And during the harvest float, I pull that box down and I open it up and I go and I hand them all back out. I don't look at them. That's not my job. I don't, I just keep them safe and I keep them in a little lockbox and I encourage them to write them down in other places for them personally. But the ones that they've forgotten and stuff like that, when we're talking about the hard work that you didn't put in, they open this little paper up and they go, all right, what did I want to accomplish at the beginning of the year? And I'd say a solid 70% of the time, they look at this piece of paper and their face goes, shit, I didn't do a goddamn thing I set out to do this year. I forgot I wanted to get that done and uh, I yeah. overestimated yeah. my okay. ambition. Like, oh, my durable is dead. <laughs> oh, shit. But I'll do that right at the very beginning of entire ritual i'll be like here's the goals you wrote down this spring and they're all like oh shit but then by the end of it i'm like all right cool and this is where isa comes into it at the end of this ritual is i'll go so what can you change is that still a goal for you did it become non-important did you achieve some of it but not all of it where and that's where that reflection period comes in in a tangible way for them where they go okay throughout this winter throughout this next season I have these things that I have to accomplish. There's pieces of this that are required that I have to do, and they can start to build a plan for it, which is important in setting any goal, especially the harvest. Um, we talk about farming a lot right now because the name of this is the harvest, but I would wager any farmer that you ever run across in any way, shape, or form, regardless of the crop, the yield, where they are, or anything, 
they have a plan in mind for the following season. Whether that's the rotation or the way that they're tilling their field next year, the direction of the rows, if they're planting road crops, they have these plans set out well in advance of planting season. Well in advance. So this is that point when we're talking about everything in today's world, whether you work a desk job or you're in construction or whatever it is, whatever job you do, this is your time to start building that plan for the following season. This is where you can nitty gritty figure out where you went wrong and stuff like that. So having that tangible thing for a lot of the people that I help with this is a massive realization moment that we don't normally talk about. Every time we talk about the harvest, we talk about, oh, yeah, we got all this done. We've got this and that, and we did all this. What did you not do that you set out to do? Where did you lose track? What happened when and how? And that's another part of the harvest boat is what fucked up? What didn't work? That's an important self-reflection. I don't think we covered this. Maybe we just skimmed over it, but what gods would you associate with Frey Faxi? Frey. Obvious. <laughs> I just wanted to make that uh, cut and clear. <laughs> so there's other ones, though, that I would use, but go ahead. Frey isn't Prey is, but isn't the reason of the horse. Yeah. Like, the horse. Like, yes, like, you could do Frey just as much as you could do Freya. Like, it's very vanier. So, a lot of, a lot of ACR wouldn't make sense, per se, to put towards this, but anything a little bit more in the vanier realm could be celebrating that set. And that could be a host of complications or in like certain nuances of like maybe so-and-so is associated with them, so it makes sense. Maybe a dune's apples pertain to Frey Faxi when she harvests them every year or whenever she harvests them. There's a lot you can really put into it. I think it depends on what you are trying to uh, I guess harvest. Um, overall, you could absolutely just say break, break. You could do, um, you know, you could do a, a whole different aspect of if you wanted a horse. You could use like a different rune of a Fredo going into this whole thing. The whole rotation of a horse being behind the actual Freyfaxi celebration or even the harvest itself. Because again, I put Jenna, but I put it on mechanical tractors. I put it on things that move without me using them. So it's its own like horse. Um, so really it's celebrating that that kind of, that creature, that movement, that able to ours. If you say we kind of talked about earlier, uh, oxens, uroks, whatever else, the actual creatures that harvest the crops, um, unless you're out there hand picking like some people do, um, but on large farms like that, you're dealing with machinery. You're dealing with horsepower engine, literally. And then back in the day, your ancestors, like, what was used for it? Was it bulls, oxen, you know, odox, whatever else? Or was it, you know, the same way that uh, horses help with the plows? So Freight Backseat is a celebration, I think, of the more of the, the mechanical 
feature of Harvest and using a horses, using these things as kind of a dependency for the Harvest itself. So Freight is a quick answer with it, but really it can be way more diverse than that. It could come down to, you know, ultimately uh, Mjord, if it's not with commerce and trade and everything else with it, I could harvest as many onions as I want. If there's no market for it, I just have a lot of fucking onions. So you can make it into an entire, like, economy type of celebration of from Frey to Mjord, here's my celebration, or whatever else. Right. I, I agree. Um, 100% that totally fair. Another one that I think is often not brought into this one that I believe should be is Uller. So with like the aspect or for like hunting. What happens during this time of the year almost everywhere in at least in the US? Hunting season. Hunting season. Oh, the the uh, rut's about to start. Yeah. Like, so you have this entire aspect of the harvest. So if you've ever taken a hunter's education, you don't kill an animal, you harvest. That's, they have very specific wording there that you're harvesting the wildlife for food. So I personally like that aspect of it. So what it comes down to is one, this is where the seasons begin to shift. We start to see more of the winter gods like Odin, Uller, Scotty, Thor comes into play a lot. So there's those kind of things as well as you're harvesting an animal and you hunt which is Uller's domain through and through as the marksman of the gods. He's a hunter. That's what he does up in the Udales, is he hunts. Now, he probably hunts year-round, but this is when we start to see those kind of things pop up. So it is still a harvest, and this is part of his time frame. So yeah, that's another one that I would use. I often make offerings to him throughout this next couple of months. One that came to mind to me would be Yord. Thor's mother. Yord? Mother Earth, essentially, yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. The, like, essentially giving thanks. Like, the overall picture, and I would arguably do it in Alstara as well, because life's coming. I mean, technically you do it any time, because... Oh, yeah. Essentially, Yord is Mother Earth. Earth itself, it's the goddess of Midgard. And uh, Thor's mother, so Thor's a protector of Midgard. He's a mama's boy. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's something you don't hear every day. No. But uh, I would I would arguably say Yord, along with, you know, Uller, Njord... Um, I was thinking Ron for a little bit mm. for, uh, deep sea first, uh, deep sea harvesting, like oil and all of that. Um, cause that's, 
that's her domain. Nord is the more calm sea versus Ron is the bottom of the ocean with their fishing net. You know, I kind of like that. I didn't think about that because, yeah, no, that's... Which huh. then brings in that not just uh, Vanir. I mean, you brought up an Aesir god, but I just brought up a Jotun, which is not common in today's practice of most heathens. Well, would Ron be... I feel like that wouldn't be oil. That'd be almost dwarfish, a dwarven. But like to your point, deep sea fishing, crabbing, whatever else. So that that makes sense. Yeah. So now I'm trying to think of a crude oil. Like, would it be a combo? I would argue a gear. A gear. The deep sea, the depths, the monsters, the things that nobody sees. Well, I'm, I'm talking food oil harvesting, I'm sorry. Um, so, like, inside the earth. Yeah. Mineral type. So, and I'm trying really hard to brush up on my dwarven history. It is rough at best. We don't have a lot to, when it comes to dwarves, other than their interaction with the gods. I think, which is sad. I mean, it's sad on both. We have the same amount of information about the man. Yeah. But, like, these are two powerhouse fucking gangs. If we knew more about the dwarves, then they're the ones that made all these fucking weapons and tools that we depend on to survive or even reclaim from Ragnarok. Like, and it's crazy. Fucking holding up so the sky weird. as well. Yeah, you know. It's just some guy. We don't, I don't know. His name's Hank. I don't know. We don't worry about it. He's just there. What the fuck? We don't bother mentioning his fucking name. The fourth. <laughs> shield, you assholes. <laughs> My bad. But now I wonder. Now I wonder. Now I hope. It'd be cool if we had, like, listeners that were, like, more on the dwarvish side or, like, and, and, could, and could answer the questions of, like, Depending on how you follow what pantheon of our Nordic cultures, what what god, goddess, and or hero would attribute to the harvest of a certain mineral? Interesting. Well, if you do follow, reach out so we can get you on. I don't think we have you. Holy shit, that is an interesting line of questioning because we don't have like an Aesir. I mean, Thor's like a blacksmith in some instances and can be associated with it yeah. in like local area. I would say associated, but not um, the go to. The right. go to would be the dwarves. Right. Well, there is a blacksmith in Asgard, I thought, but maybe not. Maybe it was Brock, and that's just one of the ones that. No, I think I know what you're talking about. It's part of Broken Sindri? No. Oh. It was a it's a dude that forges the weapons for the Iron Harriar, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it has to yeah. I swear there's Maybe it was a dwarf though. I mean, that's what I'm wondering if it was Brock or Brock or whatever, that's still a dwarf. I don't think that's that's no. Hold on. Hold on. Because it would be in the pros, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would have to be in the pros. 
I mean, it wouldn't have to be, but I would assume it's Brian the Pros. I fucking, I know this name. I've, I've done this before a thousand times, and I never, never retain. It's really annoying. Um, yeah. Let's see how these I'm poor people look like dead air right now. Yeah. I know. Oh, good. Who are some metallic forwards? Is it dwarf? Other of Itri and Sindri? Wait, maybe it is Brock, and this might be the brother of the two. Ah, crap, hold on. I'm just grasping right now. I have this actual answer somewhere in here. This is so much fun. I'm sorry, everyone that's listening to us. Yeah, we're, uh, didn't come prepared, obviously. How the fuck do I prepare for a question about dwarves that I've never even thought about? <laughs> well, I initially said it'd be interesting. Maybe it's something we propose to our students, not just to ourselves randomly with dead air. Uh, okay, so we talked about Ish, the god we could use for the focus. What is something that you would give as an offering for Frey Faxi? Oh, uh, something that... I don't care. Let's do something that you feel especially like like something that you feel is unique that you offer and something that everyone can offer or try to. As that okay. like one one general response, one specific response. Rain Raven, you go first. Alright. Um so I would generally say a common one would be bread. As wheat is the most common uh material harvested day in and day out everywhere around the world we americans love our bread because we live off it and carbs um but it, a specific one that i would do i have a close association with nord everyone knows it um but i would part of me and i've done this in the past is i I've offered like a fishing lure as a tool. I would offer a tool for the harvest and be like, thank you for giving us this technology to better equip ourselves. Um, and the harvest of fish, um, sea life. And in a way, if I offer one out, if I offer a fishing hook, Let's go with that. Offer a fishing hook. It's taking one out of the market. So it's giving back to the fishes as like a way to repopulate for next season. It's like, well, there's one less fishing hook fishing hook on the market. As one less fisherman, essentially. That's how I kind of work it out. Because I'm a firm believer like in animal conservation. Oh yeah. So that's that's one of my little uh special ones would be a fishing hook or a tool for the harvest. Cuz I was like thank you for this 
knowledge. Thank you for this tool that helps me either be more efficient or harvest more, depending on the aspect, whether farming or um, like if I had a garden, you know, a piece of, or like a shovel or something like that, you know, because the use of a shovel, I can, uh, what is, what's the word? Um, mix up the ground and till, till, till the land. <laughs> I was trying to, <laughs> you're going to blend the earth. All right. Uh, yeah. Just hold in the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pull it in. Uh, we're going to need in some raisins now. Um, <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, if I want you to go next, because I have my one that's broad is very broad. So I want to see what you said before I jumped on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For obviously, it's I do a lot, and then I do a little. I've done a lot before. I've done a little before. What, what it really comes down to, there's two things that I usually do during this time. Um, one is the the sacrifice and or what I give is my literal labor um, in the harvest itself. Um, that being said, I use runes. I do all these things. Obviously, we actually have it's a family farm, so we all do it. Um, but my like sacrifice is is my literal sense of self. Like I am spending every day, all the time, you know, sun up, sun down, harvesting, actively harvesting, going to town. Like it's nonstop. It's for our family. It's the living we do. Um, so my sacrifice is basically me sacrificing myself to the land in a sense without having to get all bloody, but it happens anyway because it's harvest. Um, so that happens too. Um, but I think that can be kind of both. Like I think obviously a broad spectrum it could be that. But another thing that I do is um, I I walk my farm or whatever else and I actually make a, a feast or a meal at least for myself um, and, or at least for the gods and also sometimes for myself if I have enough. And that means I walk the whole farm. We have squash, we have we have spaghetti squash, we've got zucchinis, we have quails that live, and so I'll shoot the quail and I can kill the quail, put down I have quail. Um, we have mint, onions, like I can walk up down our canals and pull asparagus. Um, I've made some pretty damn good dinners and meals just on walking the whole farm one one round and just collecting everything I can for a specific meal. I'm not over harvesting, but I'm still getting the things that I need. Um, so that, it's kind of both. Like my thoughts, like each one of them is unique to me. But each one of them, anyone could also do in harvesting. If you have chickens, harvest the eggs and do that as a meal for the gods. If you're not doing anything, whatever else, volunteer your time, whatever else, for a shelter or some some crap. To me, they're both broad, but they're both very specific for me. If that makes sense. So, in a sense, uh, you give a blood offering. <laughs> oh yeah, I never, that harvester, that thing, I will bleed every year. But um, so traditionally and everything when you do like bloat the first meal go to the gods so mm -hmm. in your scenario white wolf where you walk the field and everything during the act of harvesting and everything but no one's eaten it yet you're giving the first meal of whatever you farmed throughout the whole year to the gods they get first place but seriously yeah well, we're not harvesting whatever else and either it'll be 
something I pull from what I've harvested. If it's not enough or not good or whatever else, obviously I make a meal out of what I can pull literally from the land and make a meal for that for, for dinner time. That's like our end day. Yeah. Okay. During the day, we hella eat like bologna sandwiches. But like the final meal, the dinner, the the whole recap is that. <laughs> right, right. So I guess my my specific one is time as well. But in reality, what it comes down to is consistent. So I will sit down and meditate my goals that I have for the community at large, what I'm trying to accomplish with the community. And my wife can attest to this, but I will normally sit there and meditate for two, three hours at a time. I'll break to eat, and then I go back into meditation during that time, just going over all the things that I've seen happen in the community, the members we've lost due to untimely deaths or just old age, the stuff that's happened throughout the year, the sunderings and new beginnings, and just go over all of that and look at what we've accomplished and what we failed at and look at it in a perspective of what's coming next. What can I prepare for? What can I change? What can I do better? So mine is time in that aspect. I don't bleed because I'm not working on a goddamn tractor. But you can. I will let you come work a goddamn tractor for minimum I'm wage. A now I'm good. Minimum wage. We're gonna give you a bologna sandwich. You're gonna walk away happy. Goddamn it. <laughs> Shit, that's worse than minimum wage. So you're gonna get worse than minimum results. My father actually pays out the ass for anybody that helps. We have like the local high school kids, and we pay them like three, four dollar cash every day, regardless of the work. So you're charitable. Um, in a broad scope of things that I do that anybody could do um, what I tell people is when we have the community come out for the harvest for Freight Faxi it is a bring something from home bring something you made shop at a farmer's market shop locally if you're going to shop for stuff like if you're bringing dinner rolls Go to the farmer's market, make them, buy flour there, buy the stuff there. If you're making some kind of vegetable, like you're making pumpkin pie, go buy the pumpkins from a local farmer's market. Go like learn how to do it by hand from scratch, from stuff that was produced around. Um, and that can be anywhere I've had. So yeah, it's just anything local. I've had people make and bring sliced tomatoes. And that was like, perfect. I love it. That's great. But they were like, yeah, I grew these in my backyard. And I was like, oh, dude, that's, that's exactly what I'm asking for. Um, and that's all they had. That was all they could bring. They were like, I couldn't go to a farmer's market, but I picked these tomatoes. I was like, wait, that works. It's not about wait. the message behind it. It's all about the, the time that went into it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, Another thing that I do personally is mead. I make a fuck ton of mead. Um, I actually have, what is it, like 11 gallons right now that's bottled. 
Um, and I'll use an entire bottle of my mead or whatever I feel necessary that year as an offer. And the amount of time that goes into making mead is insane. Especially good mead. I'm sorry, don't mean to slander anybody, but if you're making mead in like two months, you've done something weird. It takes fucking time. The best mead I've ever had was from start to finish was like a year and a half long process. So like the, the amount of time that takes. So that's one thing that I do personally that not everybody might be able to, but personally I use my work and my labor that I've put into making mead throughout the year. And I'll use a bottle of my mead as an offer. Yeah, that's perfect. Did you ever have, did you ever have yellow wolf speed? Yeah. No. Maybe. It was it was good shit. He he put a line with. He was like a two-time uh, national champion of mead breweries and stuff like that. Like for a whole for an actual national championship. And it was good stuff, but it took. It was a long process, but that's kind of the whole idea. So that's what you think about. It's cool. Um. Yeah. No. So traditionally, though throughout history, because this, this one's an important one to bring up. This was one of the rituals that blood offerings were made consistently every year. Um, normally at the beginning of the harvest, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or was it the end? For the blood? So one's use, it's usually like uh, planting and harvest the beginning of harvest yeah okay so it'd be the beginning of the harvest animal sacrifices were made during this time um there was a lot of it was cattle i actually found my notes finally it was cattle um that were used for that especially more of the oxen style or the ones that would pull the plows they would be used as an offering um there was also boars I've seen some accountings of that. So not wild pigs, but boars versus sows. So the male pig was used as an offering. Um, and then there's obviously the other smaller ones, depending on what was around and stuff like that. But blood offerings were made during this time. Very, very selective. Um, there's a lot that goes into the care of the animals throughout that. There's certain rituals that have to be done throughout their upbringing from birth to death. There's requirements that have to be made. So it's not something that's just like, oh, I'm going to go take a chicken out of my neighbor's yard and give it as not. No, that's not necessarily how that works. I don't encourage theft, nor do I encourage murder of an innocent chicken. Unless it's cared for properly in the right circumstance. And, and the animals that were sacrificed were also eaten most of the time. They were used to feed the village as well. However, the finest cuts from the animal were often given as the offering. If the whole thing wasn't used as an offering, the finest cuts of meat, the first, the best, were the ones that were given to the gods, as well as the blood that was normally sprinkled over the field or sprinkled onto the people around as a way of showing frith and community that way. So yeah, you guys want to add to that? 
trying to think. I had something, but you might have answered it. Because now I don't have anything. Oh. Damn, that's crazy. Weird. Um, yeah, so when it comes to that, like, blood sacrifice of any kind, but especially animal sacrifice, it's kind of secret at the point. It's, it's romanticized and it's sought after, but the reality is, if it's not done right, it's, like, the worst thing you could do. So, um, even in my case, even with all that I've done, uh, with the extremes I take things to, whatever else, um, I don't animal sacrifice. I, I mean, I'll tell you how more often than not say self-sacrifice before animal sacrifice because, you know, animals don't deserve to be hated on unless they deserve to be hated on. Um, but uh, for me, like an animal sacrifice for like a farm, for planting, for harvest, whatever else, um, it's at the most extreme part. Um, so back in the day, ancestors, whatever else, um, you know, that's what was, that was their go-to, that was what they did. Maybe not every single time it would be unlikely they sacrificed multiple at once um, just due to the rationalization of it all. Um, but it was done. It was what they had, it's what they used, and nowadays we don't have to do resort to the same methods. We have all different ways of sacrificing and yet still being productive in our harvests. Uh, the only time that really ever occurred to me or almost has happened with the animal sacrifice, and I mean almost, I was like on the verge of it about, I think it was the, this year or the year before, during um, planting season, it was bad. I think it was this year because it was frozen over, we were over a month late, um, very extreme circumstances for farming and or any agriculture of any kind um, is the only time I would even think to have an animal sacrifice done. Um, yes, it's something that's theatrically enticing, it's romanticized, it's sought after as like the most heathen kind of crap, um, but when it comes down to it, it, it's really what you're doing is you're taking a life and a room that could have been tied to its entity and throwing it into the ether and saying, fuck it, figure it out, or you're absorbing yourself if you're not doing it properly. And so it's very volatile, very nitroglycerin in the sense of their own blood like their blood not handled correctly could blow up in your face maybe literally maybe not but ultimately as an energy source um so i never i have never sacrificed an animal like in that sense in a ritualistic manner i've killed a lot um but i've never like set, done an actual animal sacrifice and that's that's kind of like a guy that has it's like Pella just ran it himself like a thousand times and not wink twice. But like for the animal sacrifice, it's kind of see very far's point. Like the only animals that I've loved and cared for enough that could be qualified as a sacrifice, I would never sacrifice. And that's kind of the whole idea, is that's the desperation that needs to go into an animal sacrifice. It shouldn't be a knee-jerk. It shouldn't be, hey, next week, hey, next year, hey, two years from now, let's raise this just to slaughter it. You don't care for it then, you're just raising it to slaughter it, which is what we do with a lot of animals. But for a real human, or for a real, like, sacrifice of an animal, it's literally taking your family dog. It's literally taking, like, the thing you care about the most, your cats, whatever, and just slitting its throat and saying, no, this is fine. And, like, you know, now you, yeah, you're ripped apart. You're torn. Everyone's sad. Everything, it's drastic, and it's extreme, and it's, it's shocking, and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be something that's met so cavalierly and saying, yeah, we're going to kill this goat next week. And you're like, fucking what? 
And it's even more devastating to see them say, yeah, this is my family. Go, love this guy to death. Let's kill it. Um, it's just as equally volatile. Like, it's hard to approach it, but... Yeah, no, extreme sacrifice can be made. I sacrifice a lot of things. Um, animal sacrifice, as easy as it sounds and as simple as it would be, it's not something that I even approach lightly, if at all. Like, people say animal sacrifice, and if I don't know how it's been raised, all these things, I'm like, I'm not even going near you people. I'll tell you what not to do is that, but I'm not going near that. So, yeah, no weird about animal sacrifice. I have a fairly... The way that I approach this is different. Um, and I'll say this up. You know what? I'm going to out myself right now. Fuck it. Whatever. No, the first right. time. I know. I do not believe that our gods have changed so much that this is not something that they desire. Are you saying that they do desire it? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't... I don't not believe that either so i while it's this fine balance at this point where in today's world we don't need that we uh, we can go to walmart i think i've said that before on this podcast we can go to walmart i don't need to sacrifice my family goat and white wolf's hypothetical in order to eat i don't i'm not at that desperation however some people in our greater community are. Some people are at that point. So to me, it it takes on a different aspect of I may not, but somebody probably is. Does that make sense? Like it's so. Would you I may not be point. animal sacrifice on their behalf? Kinda. Okay, here's another hot one. It's kind of like the Mormons doing baptisms for the dead. And saving their soul. Now, I don't want to be compared to that idea, but... If yours, is like, yours is like the symbolism behind all the ones that were not ritualistically properly done type of thing. Would it be like... This is the cleansing of, like, the bad blood that's been spilled incorrectly? Kind of, but not really. So, yes, that would be part of it as well. But it's more of a, I may not be starving. I may be financially, economically safe, well cared for. I'm okay. But another member of our community may not be in that same position. And as an Oathsworn Gothi, that that irks me that that may be a way that I can help that I'm not able to at the moment or something that would be frowned upon and potentially people get chastised for doing it. But it, just because I'm not in that position doesn't mean I'm going to tell someone, no, don't. Or that I wouldn't help them in that regard if they were in that point. Now, I'm going to ensure that it gets done properly which is why I haven't done that recently. It's happened before. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I've done this before. But there was the process that's insane. The, the requirements for it are astronomical. They're ridiculous. 
but I am not opposed to animal sacrifice in today's world being more common, if that makes sense. Commonality and sincereness are two very different things, though. Like, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't think the gods have eased off of what appeases them more or less. I mean, the differences now between here and the ancestral times would be that was just what they always have. Like, their sacrifice wouldn't be... Like, I've seen people burn actual paychecks in a fire. Like, they didn't have that. They didn't have the same disposable materials or whatever else. So their only disposable that wasn't really disposable was their crops or their animals. So that's why it became... So, it was so common because it's the only common they all had was everyone had a chicken, essentially. Like, that kind of mentality of, like... It's not the fact that it is an animal sacrifice. It's the fact that it was their disposable that they could and couldn't live without. And so they'd sacrifice not more than they could give, but they'd sacrifice what precious they had to get more in hopes. So I think the reason the animal sacrifices were just common was the most difficult thing because that's all they had. Um, outside of that, it would have been like a human sacrifice for every like fifth child. Like in commonality, they didn't have that. The only common they would have of each other so to become a human, it would have been like the animal sacrifice in the same society without animals. So I think it was just the most common thing they had. I... So even the burning of a paycheck to me seems cheap. And I know that it sounds super like, fuck you about it. And I understand that can be super hard. And I would... I would suffer from that, absolutely. But it just doesn't sound... It's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper, but the weight that it carries is a significant... I was going to say like the, the symbolism behind that piece of paper. Yeah, that's not a piece of paper. That's your electricity. That's your plumbing. That's your food in the fridge. That's literally the clothes on your back or the phone being charged next to you. Like, it, that piece of paper isn't a piece of paper. That's not how you pay things. Well, it's the currency that it represents. Well, it's also the, the time that went into it to earn that amount of money. It's, I think what you're getting at, it's kind of the same thing of raising a chicken, you know, and burning a paycheck. You know, you raise the chicken to offer it as a... Sp- offering Mm -hmm. you did the two weeks or the however long the paycheck is weekly monthly whatever it it, the the symbolism behind it that represents it and historically i just wanted to backtrack on and give my point behind what we're talking about uh the current day's animal sacrifice, I think, carries the same weight as a human sacrifice did for ancestral times. It was the last like the ditch if for... the what? It's like it's like inflation. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, it would be deflation because it's 
is not as drastic as previously. Okay, so, okay. I understand what both of you guys are saying. I get that. What energy does that piece of paper contain? What energy does that computer contain? What energy do the ones and zeros that make up your bank account contain? Except for the electrical energy to power your computer. I understand you put the time and effort into it. But what life force, what magic, what essence is actually there outside of the time you put? Not to negate that. Some people work a lot of hours and make good money doing it. But where's the substance behind it? Even when we offer food that contains energy, that contains an essence to it. We eat that. It fuels our body. Well, paper is fuel. The energy and the power behind the paycheck is what we're doing now, what people are able to do. It's, it's the ability to have food to sacrifice. It's paying your bills. It's not just like your bills. It's, it's keeping you alive. What is, like, I mean, it, it's what it's people beg for. It's 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 not substance. It's basically sustenance. Like it's what we pull from in order to benefit from. Like we can't. I can't make you a fucking great dinner tonight if I don't have food in my fridge. If I live where I live, like not to say I'm not on my farm doing my own things, but like I can't keep my family warm at night during a blizzard if I don't have heat. It's like offering the the stuff that's already harvested during mm-hmm. midwinter. Like your own grain yield or your own your own survival tactics during winter. Okay. So the, the image of burning a paycheck seems lackluster because it's the image of burning a piece of paper. But if it was literally your paycheck, like, just just tell your job for the next two weeks, you'll work for free, and then see what happens to your bills and all of your expenses and shit. Like, see what it takes for your survivability to all of a sudden fucking peak, and you have to work twice as hard for something you already earned. So it's, I get the anticlimactic movement of that, um, but I mean... That is sometimes more powerful, depending on what you make or what you put into it, than, you know, like, burning your car or killing your cattle or whatever else. Like, it's it's the earned and the developed earnings that you put into life. So it's kind of the, it's, it's that. I understand. I understand what that, that premise of it. Mm-hmm. But who are you making that offering to? Who is that sacrifice to or for? Depending on the meaning of the sacrifice. Yeah, that's is it personal sacrifice. What do you say? Is it just a self-sacrifice? Like you're just putting yourself in a difficult situation, and because what? So if it's an offering to the gods, what are they going to do with your paycheck? Well, it's this. I think it would be the same as like cattle. Cattle was wealth. Chicken were wealth. Yeah. You're Absolutely. sacrificing wealth. So and it would I, be, hey, I need this shit to work. I'm 
giving everything I have, I need this shit to work. Okay. And that's, I see, I see what you're saying. The offering a piece of paper, but I'm a, I'm with White Wolf, and it's the significance behind it. And that's fine. Like, I, think severe, I think what's severe getting at right now is like, what good do the gods have with your currency? But at the same time, that's the same currency we've had forever is what good do the gods have with a boar? They have a pig of endless bacon. True. Like, like what's if we're saying this doesn't help the gods, nothing, I mean, like, everything and nothing helps the gods, in my opinion. Like, then I'm like, man, I could really use 250 bucks. Oh, he burned a paycheck. Fantastic. That was cool. Shit, that's all I have on Maybe Ray like, ran up a tab at a brothel. I don't know. But, like, still. Um, it doesn't have a difference to the gods. It's more of the, what you're willing to sacrifice for the gods. I mean, it's like Odin looks for blood in his Einherjar. He doesn't look for people. He looks for blood. If you're willing to die, if you're capable, if you're willing to die for a cause, he will take you for that. Um, if you're willing to give X amount, whether it's life, blood, energy, time, each god and goddess has a different criteria of what you're willing to sacrifice and or give in order to gain their favor. So in any sacrificial form, it's not what do the gods need, it's which god am I trying to appease and what can I sacrifice to that god in that moment? Like what is appealing to the god, not what could the god use? Like what would catch his eye, not fill his pockets? Essentially, it, we may have to disagree to disagree on this one because I just I I understand what you guys are saying and I understand the premise, but it just doesn't make sense for me in my practice. It it just doesn't track at yeah. all. So, what, so what, what for you, what would be uh, either simple or complex? What would be an offering that would be better than burning a paycheck, in your opinion, right now? Food. Um. My time helping someone else learn, bringing someone else into the fold, stuff like that. Yeah, no, name one thing, because we named a paycheck and we didn't tear it up. So you said food, okay? What, what type of food? Like, what are you talking about? Like, if you were like, I'm going to sacrifice food today, you're like, insert block of food. Like, what does that look like? Are, are you going to be sacrificing the same amount of food that the paycheck costs to get, or it would be an apple? Oh, no, it would be exactly what I would eat, if not more than what I would eat. So, what okay. I'm getting at so, is. You we can even say a rotisserie, sorry, we can even say a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Just fucking burr. Okay. So, who, where would you sacrifice, who would you sacrifice that to? Whoever I needed to at that point in time. So whichever, whatever the reason was for the sacrifice, that's who it would go to. So it was for strength, Thor's, stuff like that. And you think a single rotisserie chicken would appease or make Thor even feel something? Like... A chicken? Just one chicken. It'd be a side dish. What are you talking Macaroni about? That noodle. is a one-tenth of the appetizer. Oh, I know. I agree. But that would be something so that would... like... But then my argument... Chicken and understand that. And be like, oh, it's food. Alright. 
I'll put one tenth of my appetizer's worth of energy into giving it back. But would you offer the four dollar chicken that you bought for the two thousand dollars that you worked two weeks for? Would you buy two thousand dollars worth of rotisserie chickens have the same weight? See to me that's not the same weight. It doesn't the the money thing doesn't equate in my head. If you're saying it's one tenth, now times that by ten that that paycheck could buy. Now you're paying for ten out of ten of his meal. Now that's more appealing to Thor because he's getting more food from it, right? Okay. But you can't get that food if you have one fucking chicken. So are you giving the chicken and keeping the hoard? Are you giving the hoard and keeping the chicken? Okay. Like the paycheck represents whatever could possibly be used for that paycheck, either in a sacrificial way for the gods or a selfish way for yourself. Like two thousand bucks in rotisserie chicken is a fuck ass load of rotisserie chicken, but a chicken is four dollars. So like, what's 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 the sacrifice there for you? You didn't raise the chicken, you didn't do anything for the chicken, you went out and fucking bought it. And now you're dropping it at the fucking bottle of Thor's feet and saying, eat up, buttercup. I'm going to go so, eat some shit. Just, you know, we're not. <laughs> if oh, that's what you have, if that's all what you have, oh. you know, it's the meaning behind it. <laughs> we're just cheating everything that. Oh, I know. That was horrible. <laughs> Sacrifice your own history chicken would be fucking awesome. It's like the ideal sacrifice to me. Like it's like the real giving. It's super awesome. I've done it so many times. Yeah. We don't need to cheat in all the sacrifices people do or do not need. So what I'm getting at, and I just want to hammer this home. Sacrificing the two thousand dollar paycheck. That's electricity, yeah. that's warmth, that's my mortgage. That's actually more that's my mortgage. And then some. So, yeah, that, yeah. that amount like would... Rent, so it makes me upset. Mortgages make me upset because it's like barely my rent. <laughs> so that is, in a, in a way, I'm paying, I'm giving up and offering my house. Like I'm risking being late on a, a mortgage payment. And if that happens so many times, they could evict me. Whatever. Take my house away. Because I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. I'm right. offering my house, my family's roof over their head, the warmth. And that's why I see the significance behind it. But I also agree that food would be more appealing to Thor, for example. Thor doesn't care about money. All, all he cares about is slaying Yon's fucking Sif and then <laughs> eating and drinking. Maybe not after a little but sure, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I probably didn't skip a fucking beat. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, no, um, I the symbolism behind it, and that's where I'm with White Wolf. But I see your point, well, Sigvitter. I don't disagree with it. I, and I want to say this, that I really, I truly, 
I don't openly disagree with the idea of sacrificing the paycheck. And this is where heathenry becomes so complicated in offerings and what we give and what we do. Because to me, that would mean nothing. It was like, oh, damn, that's my paycheck. I'm an idiot. I just burned my paycheck. I'm stupid <laughs> as shit. But to someone else, that may be that symbolism. And this comes back to your worth of an item carries far more weight than what the item actually costs. Everything's, everything's, like, yeah, everything's like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency it doesn't have value except for what you tell us it's worth so like when we talked about animal sacrifice why would go it's like sacrificing your family dog that has so much value to that individual but the guy down the street that hates dogs doesn't give a fuck about your dog he does not give a damn guys can we bring a different animal into topic yeah sorry <laughs> oh my god is that so, your neighbor down the street doesn't give a fuck about your pig, okay? For audio listeners, I had to give back my working dog to the company I am because I'm left. So I came late because I had to give my dog back that I've been living with for 10 months. They're I'm talking not, about fucking like, offering dogs, and I'm like, damn, I just did that. Technically, I, I just offered the family dog for... Better life. We we can talk about like China and like sacrificing babies or something. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Like, I probably less right into this. Don't 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 do that. Don't don't bring <laughs> Asian conversation right now. Okay. I feel less guilty about talking about sacrificing children than dogs. If that makes you feel any better. <laughs> okay. Oh, there, there's a there's a dirty joke, and it was a. Uh, your girlfriend's a child murderer because she kills children every morning with her mouth. Flip <laughs> and slide for 10,000 <laughs> children a day. Um, anyways, so your neighbor down the street doesn't give a fuck about your pig. They don't. They don't give a damn. You told me to change it, Sean. No, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I don't know. What are you saying? Some people have pet pigs, okay? They stay in the house. It's weird. I don't know why. My family. Oh, never mind. My wife yeah. wants a teacup pig. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, anyways. All right. Let me finish this fucking My cousins have pet raccoons. Hey, we, we have to, you know, get our oh, episode rant. And... I know. Okay. We're just an yeah, hour really past. But you do. The same thing holds with all offerings. And that's why blood offerings have such a high cost to them. And that's why is because it's often stated a gift given should be given back an equal. To me, uh, we'll use White Wolf's example. That he oftentimes gives away his hammers or jewelry and stuff like that. He'll give it away. It's a small thing to him. But the person receiving that takes that in such high regard and used it and thinks of it as this great thing. And I know he's been offered some wild shit in return. I've witnessed this. It's hilarious. Because he's like, oh, yeah, here's this ring. And they're like, 
I'll give you my house. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like getting something from a celebrity. Yeah. Weird. But the point is, is... All right, I'm not stroking your ego anymore. Yeah, no, don't do that. You're good. You balding <laughs> mid 40s midlife crisis. I'm Damn. It's better than what I well, called you last episode. Well, anyways, your worth. So I'll share the example. I have children. Um, when I was away from home for an extended period of time, my son was having night terrors. I was in a place that I could not, and I had nothing else to offer at all except for myself. So I made an offering to Odin of my own blood. It's just a drop. I used a little diabetic finger poker. I'm sure you guys know what those are. There are some people probably do. It was Cheater. just a drop of my own blood. I know, it was crazy. But... I did this knowing that I had nothing else to give. And I said, this is so important to me that I am willing to leap, draw my own blood and give that energy as an offer if you will help my child. To me, that was the only thing I had of worth, of enough worth, because I could go down the street and pull fucking boiled eggs out of a cooler at a gas station, sure. That's that's not the same as my son having night terrors and I can't do anything about it. So I gauged that offer. Those are the things that when a gift is given, it should be returned in equal, or at least in equal respect. If it's valuable to you, but it's not valuable to them, gauge it off of their value. But that that's kind of what I'm going with, and that's where these differences of opinions happen, is to me, the paycheck... I was raised in a very different way. I oftentimes heard the phrase money comes quickly and easily and money is nothing but blah, blah, blah. And money's easy to come by. And that was something that I was raised into. And that's something that I always had this perception of. So to me, the paycheck is, yeah, it's going to be a rough couple of weeks, but I'm getting another one in two weeks and I'll be all right. I'll figure it the fuck out. So it's just that difference of value that I put on certain things versus other people, and that's okay. And I'm not saying that I'm rich by any fucking means. I was just raised in a very different manner and with a lot of different self-help books and all that shit. I'm broke as fuck. You're like, I'm not saying I'm rich, and you just compared to going down to the gas station to buy a boiled egg. Please tell me don't go to the gas station and buy boiled eggs. I will give you some. Oh my god. No, I I go and get the egg salad sandwich. I buy sushi from 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's only a two-bedroom, but everyone's living with me now. It's unacceptable. They're getting blue eggs from the gas station. They can't afford not to live here. <laughs> She said, not my problem. See? A guy down the street. Yeah, exactly. People talking about your pig. Did we figure it out? Perfect example. <laughs> oh, but no, and, and that's really what offerings come down to, is the value that you put on them versus the value they're perceived. And oftentimes, and I won't say this, I don't say this lightly at all, the gods do 
in my personal UPG experience, they do understand when you make an offering, the importance to you that that offering is being made. 100%. So if all you have is a 50 cent pack of ramen noodles and that's your offering of food, but that's your last pack of fucking ramen noodles until you get paid in three days, they get it. They understand that importance of, I need help. This is all I can give you. That gauge there happens. If that's all I could do is buy the little fucking two pack of boiled eggs at the gas station and I didn't have a way to blah, 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 and I wasn't in a position where I felt it necessary to poke my own damn finger and bleed into a candle, I wouldn't have. And I would have bought boiled eggs. But that would have been just as important to me in that regard. It's Take like, that uh, yeah, it's like, uh, when we offer water, just mm-hmm. clean water, you know, water isn't hard to come by, you know, you can go down the stream, you know, boil for a little bit or even salt water, you know, you boil it, you strain it and you got drinking water, but it's the significance behind it. You know, it's, it's life itself. Yeah, uh, sorry, Flynn, Michigan. You know you're still struggling um, with the clean water shit. Yeah, and I don't even. Uh, and the boiled eggs from Seven Eleven. Um, I hear they're delicious. Michigan water, the Flynn, Michigan tap water, boil the egg. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that'll work. That's how Jurassic Park started. Uh, oh, is that what it is? It incubated some demon shit with a wrong egg, with some toxic ass water, and a fucking raptor was made. (laughs) I believe actually that would make sense. No, but yeah, when it comes to offerings and stuff like that, and we got a little off topic, but this actually carried over from last week's, didn't it? Uh, I don't even remember. Didn't we do offerings last week? Yeah. 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 I need to rewatch that thing. (laughs) We probably repeated some things, but stated others that we probably didn't before. I remember maybe quarter, and then I remember laughing, and then I remember not being here anymore. You asked some stupid ass questions. Smoke screen. I'm like, whoa. We are well aware of your uh, lack of remembrance of last time. You should probably go rewatch that. I don't want it. Um, how long do we have left? Uh, we're at an hour 22. So about like eight minutes-ish. I don't think it's going to be long for the question that I thought I'd have. Um, mine was going to be, okay, we're hosting Freight Faxi individually or in a group. What are some things that you have seen, some things that you know you will see again, but what are some red flags you see coming into your circle? Like, what are some things that people do, act like, say, bring, that could, like, raise a red flag in your head of being like, maybe not, like, not necessarily kicking them out, but being like, hey, this might not be how we want to do this, they might not be how this surroundings, like, like, for me, a lot of people, if people were to come in with a fucking chicken in their hands, I'd be like, red flag. That's a big red flag, but subtle things, like if they bring nothing, if they don't know what, where they are or why, like what are some red flags that you guys have seen or expect others to see approaching a bloat that you kind of keep an eye out for? 
So I've never hosted or conducted a Fairfaxy for other individuals, but for this specific blow, if I were to host it and then, um, you know, some red flags, my a little red flags would be, you know, sugar cookies out, out from Safeway. I was like, oh, okay, what's what's the effort behind that? Or did, was it a last minute item? You're like, shit, I need to bring something. Or bringing nothing, you know, it's it's a blow, it's a community gathering. So in a sense, to be a part of the community, you need to bring something for the community. Um, you know, a gift for a gift. And just like what we said prior, you can't... I think it's bad manners to go to a bloat and not do bring anything and expect you to be catered to. It's the same thing of, you know, going to a house and you're like, Hey, I just brought myself. I didn't bring anything else. I brought my hunger, <laughs> but you know, you, you show up to your friend's house and you bring them something of weight, you know, a, a six pack or good uh you know six pack and good vibes be like hey we're gonna have a good ass time pizza you know good party food chips uh red solo cups you know those are always needed you can never have too too little red solo cups <laughs> audio listeners sigvidir just held up his red solo cup i want to say it's filled with vodka Oh, he got his handle. But yeah, um, bringing nothing or, you know, the, like the one item that could be bought for like two bucks. Yeah, you know, it's, to me, it shows the lack of significance. And that would be my red flag. Would be, all right, where, where's your effort? Did you come here to, you know, celebrate or did you come here to, hang out with friends and you're like, Oh shit, I forgot in 15 minutes. I need to be here. Cause then it shows no dedication. I agree. And I think just real quick on that one is I completely agree coming in, going somewhere empty handed is just, it's, it's so many things to me that it's not good. Oh, but putting and sacrificing your time to help create and start it and welcome others so if you were to go to your to this place early without a gift to say how can i help prepare as we're in the grounds helping the owners that's totally different because that is a sacrifice and that's your time that's your energy that's your blood whatever you want to say so i think you're another good point of going somewhere empty-handed last minute is fucked up but you can go places essentially empty-handed but with open arms willing to help Thank you for the clarification. You're absolutely right, right, White Wolf. Um, my one caveat to that, even if they brought something like the cookies, but they went to a local bakery, it wasn't just sugar cookies from Safeway, and you stated that, but like if they brought a loaf of bread that was from a local bakery that is like this artisan fucking fancy-ass bread, but it's bought from somewhere local, that is my one caveat to the harvest bloat is if you buy it local, all fair game. hundred percent. Because that's contributing to somebody else's harvest. That's putting money back into your local community, and I'm totally good with that. Um, 
red flag. Fuck. It is a tough one. With this one, it is. That's why I'm saying, like, minutes, I don't know if we have enough time, but, like, oh. if you saw someone turn the corner or come into your house and you're like, fuck that, what would that be? Yeah, <laughs> like, you, just, you just filled five minutes, so you're good. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, this is going to sound terrible. And I don't like this answer, but it, it's true. If somebody walks into my into my space in like cosplay shit in like costumes, I might lose it. Do you now for this specific bloat? I can see for Salwin the use of costumes. Oh yeah, be, no, that's different. That's yeah to be acclable and appropriate. But for Freyfaxi and showing up in anime. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Okay, what do you mean? Not, not like the little kid in the Power Ranger suit. That's not what I mean by um, I call them costumes. Some people call them traditional wear. But, like, what are you doing? That, that's always a red flag for me. You have, like, the traditional garb. Yeah. That has always been, like, this weird red flag for me. Like, what are you... Why? And I've always wanted to ask the question to the people that I've seen do it. And I'm always like, but why? Now, are you referring to the people, like, if you went to a bloat and the Gothi or Gothia were in garb, would you feel the same way as if no. you were and saw someone come in in the garb? I personally, I would question it depending on what it's for. What the Gothar being in a garb? being in like super traditional garb and not having a very specific reason to me it's ritualistic clothing and then i would challenge anyone to tell me what is traditional gothi garb tell me i would love this tell me what it is Maybe the next oh, episode. I'm, like, I'm naked like 90% of the time, so... <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, are I'm we just... wearing loincloths? <laughs> what, what is tradition? So, I understand we have, like, artifacts and stuff like that, but no, I'm, I'm sorry. If I would question it every time. Like, if they're dressed nicely, like, if they're dressed to the nines in today's world's garb and they're professional about it, sure, not a problem. So, so if you were like, I'm going to do this blow, and some guy came in like a full armoning suit, you're like, that guy. But if someone yeah. came in and like, what would have been worn during the times of old, during Harvest, you're like, that sketch? It's a little weird to me, I'm not going to lie. Like, if somebody was wearing a button-up nice shirt and like a pair of khakis and like dress shoes, I'd be like, oh, okay. And you're like, hell off Harvest? Like, what the fuck? That's weird. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would see it the other way around. For me, it's sorry, being connected to the ancestors um, and, you know, okay. going back to the old ways and knowing the old ways versus I guess. I'm a social Crazy. media manager and I wear suits every day and I manage social media. How does that contribute to the world? It is real job. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I know that's kind of what you do for us, so I'm not trying to bag on you, but 
it is a real job, but it sucks. <laughs> no, it, it, that one's always just been weird for me, but that's it, to everything in all reality. I get it, because I've had people show up in, like, elf ears and stuff to bloats for me, and, like, to me, it's it's about a half a second, maybe, long in my brain. It goes through my mind of, like, what is this? What are we celebrating? Why did it look like that? Is it a weird thing? Is it a normal thing for them? Is it a lifestyle thing? Is it a kink? Like, I, like a half second, and I totally go... I mean, you know, that hey. Just killed me. I love that you stop halfway through that word and you're like, nope, don't say that one. <laughs> Listen, okay. And then I'm like, okay, right. yeah, well, for reals. Um, but also at the same time, like in that same half second, I see this person go, that's weird. And in my mind, I think everyone in society looks at me and what I'm about to do and go, that's weird. So I'm like, that's okay. Right. Like, we're just weird. Fuck it. Let's roll. Like, it doesn't make it any less anymore. Someone comes in in a full Armani suit, I'll be like, you better have brought some damn good whiskey with you, or you're going to get back in that Bentley and you're going to fuck yourself right to the fucking liquor store. And so people are coming to the garb, like, I have bread. I'm like, somehow that's fitting. Like, they almost, like, can downplay their sacrifice in the garb and be like, look, I'm being traditional as opposed to like, so I'm like, like, here's some fucking biscuits. Like, I'm going to kick you in the biscuits, buddy. Go get me some shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's just, it's always been a weird one for me. And it's just like, what are you doing? Why? But I and understand I it. Down to their personality. If they're like genuine, if they're like, this is, you know, like, they're not going to be like, this is my garb. That's kind of weird. Um, but if they're like, if that's their honest, like you can see if they've been worn, if that's their like their go-to for bloats, like it's kind of different. But if you can tell they're just like yeah. trying on threads for Comic Con. You're like, no, like, and that's what I mean. And it's because the culture of that has been more and more common lately, with like the Comic Cons, the different festivals, stuff like that, where people dress up. And for those, I still think it's weird. But do you think? I'm not gonna tell you not to. I just, I'm not that type of person. I'm just not. I'll wear jeans and a t-shirt almost anywhere. In your combat boots. And my combat boots, yep. Wear those all the time. Or cowboy boots. I do have a pair of really nice cowboy boots that I love. Shit, I'll just wear my Crocs. Yeah, I bet you will. Okay, so back on topic, um, another god or goddess that I thought of right before we leave this episode is Sif. With her hair being a golden hair, which is associated with green. Yeah. Fertility. Yeah. 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 I like that. That's interesting. I normally include her in Disa Bloat, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, another one. that's, you know, you, multiple gods can have multiple oh, different yeah. bloats, so. And Frey could, because, I mean, in some cultures, even back to our ancestors, outside of Frey would be Thor was essentially kind of a harvest, that kind of the same concept, the protector of the lands and the crops, and Sip would have been naturally protected by him, so having the golden waves of grain and Thor protecting them is very thor sip S. And Yord. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good one. I like it. Well... <laughs> We appreciate you guys being here with the new Upsala podcast. We will see you in the next episode as we have nothing planned. And hopefully we just don't hit record and see what happens. 
Hopefully you come prepared. Only you can find out in the next episode. I can just play video games. I'm so now, down. Now, maybe it's like an extra episode, not as an actual... No, we should just get a topic and feed our ADHD throughout an episode. Unless we're all like playing the same game, like lobby-wise, like we're playing like that Game Beast cartoon wrestling game, or like some stupid ass oh, game, you know, like, game. Jackbox, like Jackbox TV together, or something like that. That'd be dope. All right. I think Call of Duty will just fucking prank it, but you know, we could play some uh battle royale. Yeah, yeah. We'd have you on a team because y'all don't want this kind of heat against you on that shit. Mm. Well, we see you guys in the next one. Maybe we'll play some games or we'll talk more religious stuff. Who knows? Bye. Bye, guys. Have fun. Bye.